Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of MGR Unplugged. We have a great show today. I'm going to call this show the uh, California Dreaming Show. Uh, for those of you who are wanting to move or live in California, think twice. Um, we're going to have some information that is going to make you think twice about what it is like to live in that state, including you, David. I know it's you're really a big fan. It's really a shame. It's really a shame, honestly. Because I think, I mean, I think it is probably the best place to, as far as the location, forget about like everything else, just the pure location. Easy. Let me. Okay, go ahead. Go give, ahead. Don't, don't spill the beans just yet. Okay, go I ahead. I know you love well, California. I'm sure people have heard it. It's not a secret. No, it's not a secret, but we may have some information that people don't know. But yeah, California dreaming is uh, becoming a nightmare now for a lot of people. So, but before we, that, we're going to also uh, talk a little bit about sports and some of the things and a little more of a follow-up on, on some of the things that we discussed last week. So let's get started right away and uh, we'll be right back. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. All right, welcome back. Uh, David, thank you for uh, joining me again. I know you're a little disappointed. Suns didn't make it to the playoffs as much as you... Uh, well, you know, they, the, they the, did win. The though. nice thing is that it's, you know, when we last recorded this podcast last Thursday... Thursday, yeah. They were still 7-0 or something? They were 7-0. They finished 8-0. I, I've had my morning period, so it's over now. I'm, I'm over it. You know, if we recorded this on, like, Friday, I probably would have been sad but you should uh, have seen me see seen David over the weekend. He he was totally distraught. Yeah. He kept talking about the Suns forever. I was in denial. I was crying. And then the know. the playoffs are started now. And then his most frequently said line is oh, that because it's true. The Suns could have been. Oh, this it's team. so true. The Suns could have uh, been. Okay, this team. listen. Anybody who watched the Portland <laughs> Lakers game, if the Suns were there instead of Portland. The Lakers suck. Have, did you watch that game? Well, they're in California. We're just talking yeah, about California. Well, you know, LeBron was California dreaming and moved to L.A. And now he's saying, I got to get the fuck out of L.A. Because my team sucks. Well, he moved to the Western Conference, which is much, much more difficult to get to the finals he, than he sweeping leaves. every team in the Eastern he, Conference. The, and the, then. the biggest problem LeBron's ever had is that he's always by himself, other than basically when he was in Miami. He's always by himself. Like in Cleveland, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Love couldn't stay healthy for the life of them. Other than the one year in 2016, you know, if you remember his last year in Cleveland by himself, Kyrie left and went to the Celtics and then Kevin Love was injured. And he dragged that fucking sorry team all the way to the finals only to get swept. And it's like he just never has help. And now he has Anthony Davis, but he has nobody else. Yeah, Anthony Davis and then on top plays, of that, Anthony Davis, I'm plays, sorry. Plays three quarters. He I'm doesn't sorry. get paid full time. Anthony Davis, and I've been a huge Anthony Davis guy since like for years. Since he was on the Pelicans for years, I always thought this is this guy's really good. He just needs an opportunity to be on a good team. Like he needs uh, another good player with him, basically. He has been so disappointing. I mean, he is the least aggressive. The dude is a fucking giant. He's bigger than everybody on the court, and he's out there shooting threes. Get your ass in the paint, dude. What are you doing? When in The final possession of that game, or the final few possessions that people watched, he was on the perimeter 
for all of, they're down. They need to score. You have a minute left. You are down four or whatever they were, down three. You need to score. And he's like out on the perimeter, not under the basket. Get your ass under the basket, How did we dude. shift from the Suns to all this game oh, Because the Suns would kick their ass. <laughs> Fuck, Aiton, I mean, he's a young guy. But I feel like he'd be giving AD trouble at this point because Anthony Davis has been the most dis... At one point, I don't know if people remember this if they're not big basketball fans, but about two years ago when Anthony Davis was still on the Pelicans, people were saying Anthony Davis might be the best player in the league. Because if you remember, I don't know if you remember this because you aren't a big basketball fanatic like me, they swept Portland in the first round of the playoffs two years ago. And that was basically Anthony Davis without anybody. He just dominated Portland. And then they played the Warriors in the second round and they lost. It was the Warriors, whatever. But that was like, oh, okay, this guy really might be the best player in the league because he's basically the size of... He's one of the biggest players, but also he has the dribble, the finesse. He can shoot. Like he is probably the most could be the most unstoppable player in the league. And since then, he just hasn't made the leap. Like Anthony Davis has made it clear that he will never be the number one guy. On a well, team. but do you think that he's uh, from being the number one at the Pelicans now when he moved to LA? He requested the trade. Well, well I understand that, but don't you think that maybe because LeBron is on the team? No, he because LeBron said, plays very passive now. Because LeBron, LeBron's 35. He knows, I can't just go drop 40 a game. Right, but that's my point. That maybe AD, maybe AD is saying, okay, this is going to be kind of like LeBron's team until he no. retires and then it'll become my team, if he stays with the Lakers. Uh, like it, he's going to take a little more no, of a second role, supporting role. It should be AD's role. team. AD's well, in his prime. LeBron is not in his prime. I love LeBron, yes. but LeBron's not in his prime anymore. LeBron's 35. But it's a little bit of what happened with Kobe Bryant when he was with the Lakers too. That, yeah, but you know, he was he, he was on the at the end of his career, but he still was the leading. Yes, of course. LeBron team. is still gonna always be a leader. He's fucking LeBron James. He's one of the greatest players of all time. So of course he's always gonna be a leader. But but LeBron has said it himself. And the way, look at the way LeBron plays. LeBron had like 16 assists yeah, the other night. Yeah, I mean, completely unselfish. He's, too much. He's he's doing. He real. I, I don't blame him. He's saying, listen, I, 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 as much as he might want to, he can't just bully his way to scoring like he used to when he would just fucking shove dudes or, out of the or, way. And, or be in offense and then run to defense right, and block I mean, a he shot. He doesn't have... It's fine. He's older now. You know, he's 35. AD is like 27, 28. He's right. in his prime. This mm -hmm. is supposed to be... Anthony Davis, two years ago, said, after that Portland series and then when they lost the Warriors... He said, going into that season, that he wanted to win the MVP and show the world that he's the greatest basketball player in the world. So I don't know what happened since then. Because in the last two years, he's done nothing. And he, unless he radically changes, he just clearly has shown that he will never be the number one guy on a championship team. He All doesn't right. have the dog in him, basically. All right, so I want to move on to another topic. But Anyways. before that, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell me, from before the playoffs to now that you will be being up almost a week into the playoffs and we've seen a lot of surprises where are your what's your take as far as what you think is going to happen uh moving to the second third fourth round or finals basically no idea honestly it could be anybody i was right. telling you so, the other day so your I was take like, basically it could be raptors rockets in the final and i wouldn't right, be surprised right. so, i really have no idea exactly so, the so lakers, before the playoffs everybody thought okay it's gonna be lakers or clippers and then it's gonna box, be the box probably yeah you know now it looks the box like don't look good Right. I and mean, the two number one seeds lost yes. game one. And the Clippers also lost. Right. Um, so so this bubble thing is bringing a lot of surprises. And obviously, home court I think, is I out think the, the teams, 
Yeah, the one I'm really excited... I do think the Lakers are still going to beat the Blazers. But in the second round, when they have to play the Rockets, that's going to be a tough series. It is. And it's going to demand a lot from LeBron, too. I, I, think, I think, honestly, because James Harden, obviously, I think, is one of the best players in the league. And unfortunately... He's had to go up against the Warriors every single year in the West and just has come always like this close but just can't beat them. I think this is his best chance at a championship in a long time because there's no team that I don't think they can't beat. Okay. That doesn't mean they're the favorites, but I think that they can beat the Lakers and they can beat the Clippers. And that's all it takes, right? And then obviously once you get to the finals, who knows? But okay. that's the path. All right. Well, we'll, t uh, we'll, we'll follow up. I mean, obviously there's big games coming up tonight and uh – and the rest of the week, obviously. Yeah, playoffs. the Lakers so, like, play again tonight. So by the time people watch this, they'll know. The Lakers go down 2-0. Oh, yeah, that's history. Yeah, that'll be, be Somebody's going to be very pissed off. Yeah, so we'll, we'll follow up on this next week, a little bit of our playoff uh, updates. Uh, moving on. We're not leaving California just yet. We talked about the Lakers. Uh, now we're going to talk about Lyft and Uber. And we discussed that last week. Um, the, uh, the new law that basically uh, California, the uh, legislation that basically want to classify Uber and Lyft workers as employee, employees rather than independent contractors, which is a huge difference as far as um, expenses and everything for the company. So now Lyft um, has said that they will leave California. Uber is basically Uber going to follow. Is too, Uber, Uber is sent too. a notification. They didn't say they're leaving, but they said they sent a notification to everybody in California, their users, that they're suspending services. Suspending services, correct. Yeah. So, so what the fuck? I mean, oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't think people remember what it was like before you had ride sharing. Right. Like people just gonna have to get taxis again. Taxis suck. You know, the reason why Uber and Lyft grew so fast and became such popular companies in such a short period of time, because it's a significantly better product. It's like going from it's, flip phones to the iPhone. It's completely seamless. I mean, you... It's you, like, imagine if all of a sudden there was a law and everybody in California had to go back to flip phones. That's like the equivalent, basically. Exactly, exactly. But that's the thing. That's the thing that California is doing now. One of the many wrong things that California is doing now, we have much more to come. But one of them is like, just for this stupid shit to, co to collect more revenue from employees, contractors, Uber, Lyft, whatever, from companies in general, they're fucking up their, their own state because now people are going to say, okay, well, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, it's so, so seamless. You get to the airport and where you're getting your luggage or even just walking out, you say, okay, Lyft, Uber, pick me up. I'm going to be at the South Curve. The airport might be the only place where taxis can fill the are void Are more available, decently. correct. But if you just, I mean, just, you know, you go to a restaurant, you have a few drinks. Oh, I shouldn't drive home. Now I got to call a fucking taxi company, wait for the dude to come. Hopefully he shows up. Taxis wouldn't even show up half the time, if you remember. Yeah. And then you got to find a phone number in a directory somewhere. It's like Well, I mean, the cabs, obviously, they, I think they have their own apps too and all that stuff. But it's nothing compared to what you know, Uber and Lyft provide, which is the complete <clears throat> seamless convenience even the paying, service. The paying, it just pays automatically. You don't have to say, what's my fare? Think about yeah. a tip. Oh, you right. don't have to do any of right. that. You don't have to do any of that. And and obviously you have background on the driver. You know what car is coming. You know everything is. You, and it's just you feel much more, more comfortable widely with available. That stuff. Right. But the other thing is that this is and one of those things where it backfires because California is trying to get extra revenue or basically say, hey, cl classify these workers as employees so we get all this uh, income tax revenue everything for the state. Guess what? Now you're losing fifty thousand people or whatever number of Uber drivers and Lyft drivers are in California that are just going to leave. 
and 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 you actually end up losing and upsetting your own residents there or your own um, tourism. And by the way, California. it hurts low-income people too because the nice thing about all these ride-sharing stuff is like if you don't have money and you need to get to make a hundred bucks quickly. You can do Uber and Lyft. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just make money really easily. Are you going to get rich doing Uber and Lyft? No, of course not. But if it can make, give you a little cash that I, you need, what are you going to? They want people to go get payday loans now. Is that what they want? I um I talk to pretty much every over. I don't use Lyft that much. Actually, I don't think I use it almost. I use more money Uber. I and use I, whatever I have a discount code I know. for. Lyft, and, uh, Lyft, Lyft strategy is we have less users than Uber, but I'm just going to send you like discount codes all the time. Right. And so that's the only reason I use Lyft. But um, bottom line is that you talk to his drivers and it's like, you know, uh, I've, I've driven or I've been um, basically, uh, I've ridden on, in cars with male, female, high income, low income, super modern cars, old cars, whatever, different cities, different countries, whatever, Uber everywhere. And I talk to them and One I ask them. What's funny about Uber in, in Europe uh, that I noticed is a lot of times they actually have really nice cars. Uh, they do. Like it's like a limo driver, yes. not a limo driver, but like a, a black car driver or whatever. Like a town car type thing. That yes. also does Uber. Because I remember one yes. time we were on a trip, yeah. business trip in, in Europe, and uh, this well, guy... We were, we were in Madrid. And, yeah, uh, it was in Madrid, and this guy picked us up, and it was like a Lincoln Town Car. I was yeah, like, oh, this is yeah nice. it was a big... Uh, and the guy was basically... And the guy a, had a suit on. He was a chauffeur, yeah. <laughs> the guy he was a had chauffeur a for some kind of other company, but when he's not on duty with this company, he comes with a black suit, tie, everything, black car, perfect. He picks you up, takes you to the airport. I feel like a freaking... Yeah. As, and it know, wasn't even the what is it called Uber um, Uber X, which is the most uh, executive um, the, the town car or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was like the ba- basic Uber right, one. It right. wasn't no, like you pay, you, pay, you pay the basic fare. And I actually, I think I asked him, and he said, he said, if I don't have any at this higher fare, I can choose to go at the lower fare, and that's what he did. But either way, I mean, most of these drivers they do it just because they want to be doing something else. You know, a lot of people like a lot of. Um, Male and females, they have a job, something, and then doing something, maybe it's part-time, maybe it's full-time, whatever, but they want to fill their weekends, so they want to fill their after hours. So maybe there's housewives that don't want to be home all day, the kids go to school, they're done, or whatever. It just fills that kind of void. And the other thing is that many, I don't know how many, but a, a, lot, a great number of uh, these drivers actually do both. They, they basically work for Uber and Lyft, which... You know, I don't know how they would do that. They're employees of both companies, which is probably one of the uh, things that they're not supposed to do as far as uh, combining. Now, as independent contractors, they can be independent and do whatever they want for each company. So this is one of the things where I always think of the law of unintended consequences and that California tries to do something. They go to court and they say, yes, Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and a lot of these but gig the economy thing is too, things. Pe- it wasn't just them. Like, so a lot of freelance writers and journalists were affected too. And now they're saying, oh, well, we'll make an exception for the journalists and writers. Like, okay, so that's nice because those are the people who have a voice, right, and can get in front of people and complain. So we'll make an exception for the journalists so they don't bag on us. But everybody else who doesn't have a voice, fuck you, basically. Uh, I mean, that's what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a shame, though, because I, 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 I love California. You know, obviously, we're in Arizona. It's fucking hot as hell in here. here. So especially it's, it's in escape. the summers, it's really nice to go to California. But, I mean, 
I well, would love to live in California. Well, but many, I many times we try to we go to California and we're kind of doubting whether we're going to drive or fly and then just use Uber, Lyft just to move for little trips or things like that. No, we can't. Now, basically, if we go somewhere and we says no, we just get Uber from here to there, to the, from the airport to the uh, to the apartment or to the Airbnb, which we will talk about it or something else. But now we can't. It just made it much more inconvenient, you know. So, um, but it's a shame though. It's a shame because California, and then now on top of that, they have the uh, the new taxes as well, and it's Good. just Kusewe. Let me get to that. As someone who doesn't live in California now, but I'm still young, and I would love to live in California. I don't know, man. I don't know. Seriously, you want to switch over officially to the tax topic of California? Yeah. That could be a while, but. Let me tell you something. Well, there's lots of different things. There's well, the income, yes. the potential wealth. There's different things. Yeah, we're going to talk about briefly about uh, both of those. And just a quick disclaimer, we're not tax experts. We're not medical experts. We're no experts on anything here. We're just on chatting. Actually, we're experts in, med- in digital marketing, which is the one thing that we're not At least we about. pretend to be. But yeah, um, we, 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 uh, we read a lot of stuff on that. But uh, we're not talking digital marketing now. We're actually talking taxes in California. And uh, so, like you said, there's... Yeah, but it doesn't take an expert in taxes to say, holy shit, California's tax, state taxes yeah, are well, double they, they Arizona's. Have, they have the highest, uh, with New York, the highest state taxes right now. But that's not enough. They want to increase them. So to the point that I think they have like 13.3 now, and then they want to increase it as much as 3.5%. Yeah, they want to go the, up to 16.8. That's so high. 16.8% for the highest income earners, which is, uh, they're going to f- scale it up from one to two to three to three and a half percent. The top income earners, which is for California is 5 million and above. They're going to increase 3.5% their state income taxes. Okay. This is nothing to do with the federal income taxes, which brings them to a 16.8, um, bracket in addition to the federal income tax, which now also um, Biden wants to kind of uh, go back to the old brackets that Trump lowered and go back to the 39.6, I think is the top bracket. So basically, you live in California and you are a top earner, you're going to be paying close to close to 60%, basically. Of well, it depends what you do. Because if you're a top earner, like, this is why, by the way, like doctors get screwed. Because doctors, first of all, are employees. Most of the time, unless they have their own practice, they're employees. Um, so they can't even have the advantages that a business owner has as far as the tax code go. And But they're high earners. So if you work your ass off to become a surgeon and go to years and years of school and all that shit, do your residency, all that, and now you're finally a surgeon, you're making really good 300K a year, whatever, you're going to pay 60% in taxes and you get fucked. And there's, you, you can't deduct shit. You're not even a business. At least businesses have different advantages that they, that they, can, that they can use. If you're an employee of a hospital, right. if you're a surgeon at a hospital, uh, you're yeah. fucked. Any, anybody with a, a high income salary, whether it's attorneys, uh, doctors, lawyers, whatever. I mean, uh, any, even, even uh, company CEOs, whatever, that are basically employees of their own company. Everybody that is a high income earner, basically. Is but at least to, the CEOs can kind of... Yeah, Finagle. but but you not can only lower that. Your salary and but keep do in other mind, things. keep in mind, this tax is also applied to capital gains. So yeah, that's crazy too. Exactly. Well, but the other thing too is, so all I was gonna say is, 
So it depends on what you do, your taxes. So if you already, if, if you're, a, let's say you are a founder and you found a company and your company is now successful and you ha you're in the highest income tax bracket, but now on top of that, potentially, even though you have, you don't have any realized gains, just your paper shares. Paper, you're talking the wealth tax now? Yeah, the wealth tax. Okay, that's different. Because now on top of that, That's they're proposing a, a wealth tax. Yes. And yes. if you have a company, which is so crazy because, okay, here's my question, right? This happens all the time. Well, let me let me back up a second. Okay, so, okay, okay, there's, okay. It's two different propositions here. One, yeah. The first one is just- The income the, is almost certainly happening. Yeah. The, well, the income, that's the thing. The, the One of the caveats of this, uh, I think it's, I think I wrote it down, is uh, that's AB1253. That's a proposition. If they approve that before August 31st, which is basically a week and a half away, um, it will be effective retroactively, meaning that if you are in one of those brackets making more than one million a year in income, basically, this is income taxes, um, this will apply to you for any income you've made since January 1st, 2020. So if you're reporting your taxes, whatever it is, estimated taxes or calculating your taxes or whatever planning you do for the year, um, you will be paying an extra up to 3.5% in income taxes for the state at the end of 2020, or basically when you do your taxes by April 2021. Uh, so this would be retroactive too. It's not something they say, okay, well, we're gonna do this and then it start applying to 2021 or whatever, and you can do a little bit of a little better tax planning for yourself. No, this is whatever tax planning you did at the first of the year with your income and everything else that you have in your family or whatever, it doesn't fucking matter because they're gonna make it retroactive. So if they approve this by, August 31st, like I said, 10 days away, um, you will have to pay anywhere between one, two, or up to 3.5% more in state income taxes than you were used to pay. So that's exactly how this is gonna work. So you can go from 13.3, if you are the highest bracket, to 16.8, <clears throat> just like that. So that's the income taxes. Now that we have the old one that they call the, the wealth tax. That one is first in the nation. Okay, there's no precedent of that kind of tax anywhere in the history of the US anywhere. Okay, so California came up now with another proposition that is a different number, it's 2088. So you guys can look it up, um, AB 2088-2088, which is the uh, nickname the wealth tax, but it's the net worth uh, tax. And that one is at 0.4% of your... Um, can you do me a favor? Yeah. I wanted, can you go search Paul Graham uh, go to his blog real quick because he wrote a great blog that basically showed the long-term effects of um, his blog yeah put up on the screen real quick is that um, let me see if you find it first before he's I put the white combinator founder because it's not a no just go to I don't know what his blog is go to Google and just search Paul oh Graham. that's what I did that's Paul Graham let me see pull it up here so I can see uh yeah okay yeah click on that. Well, that's what i clicked it didn't come up with, okay uh, go to his uh essays which is most I, recent one he needs yeah. a new website by the way modeling a wealth tax ah it's fine it's very i'm simple. gonna call him okay there you go okay so here you go so he made a table right mm -hmm. all right so basically this table shows um 
basically says, here's how much stock, because remember, this wealth tax is annually. So it's not a one-time thing. Right. It's annually. <clears throat> right. So he said, here's how much stock the government would take over 60 years of various wealth tax. So if you start a company when you're 20, by the time you're 80, how much does the government own of your, ta- of your company at different levels? So at 0.1%, after 60 years, the government owns 6%. 0.5%, 26%. 1%, 45%. And then once you get above 1%, it's in, at 5%, they basically own your company. Right. You know, so once you get above 1%, I mean, even 1%, four, 1%, they end up owning basically half of your company because it's 1% a year, right. every single year. Right. So exactly. that's the point. Yeah. Now, here's my question that I was going to ask before. Okay. So if you have a 1% wealth, I think their proposal was 0.4 percent 0.4% correct um so if you have a 0.4% okay this because this happens a lot um all right so you have a startup you start a great idea you pitch investors they're in love with it awesome awesome um valuation 50 million dollars okay so now on paper uh you own whatever 60% of a 50 million dollar company so your net worth on paper is 30 million dollars you don't have that in cash that's not worth shit it's that's just the key, that's it's the key a point. valuation. Your company doesn't make money yet. You're right. not even profitable. And that's what, what I what needs to be clarified. Well, that it's a tax on net worth, not on income. Right. So you can be making zero money, right. but you still owe that right. because your net worth so is let, not So let me finish. So your company is worth $50 million today, okay? And this is uh, year two because you have certain growth, whatever. You're looking great. Okay. But then by year four, it just isn't working out. The company isn't working, whatever. You can make profitability, product market fit, whatever happens, it happens, right? And basically, the company isn't working anything anymore, and you shut it down. But for the past three years, you've been paying as if you were worth $30 million, but now you're not because all that stock is gone. Do you get that money back? Or does that money stay with them? No. Because there's a, realize, there's a reason why we don't tax unrealized gains it's the same reason imagine i own a stock that's worth 100 today and then over the course of a year it goes to 200 and then the government says well i don't care if you didn't sell yet or not your stock is now worth 200 you need to pay money on those gains and i say okay fine i need to pay taxes on those gains but then imagine all of a sudden the stock totally crashes we have a recession whatever the stock's down to 80 i'm losing money now all the way from 280 which happens do i get that money back and then I sell. I sell at a loss because I need, oh, I need to oh, cut my losses. What? I mean, when you sell now, today. But, but my point is, there's a reason why we don't tax on unrealized gains. Because unrealized gains are just that they're unrealized. You don't know what's going to happen. Okay. A startup being, first of all, startup valuations these days are insane. You have no idea how to even value things. Companies are worth $100 million well, without yeah. any even revenue yet. So right, right. the idea that a founder now has to pay taxes on that $100 million is crazy. But that, this how, they don't even have the money. It's to pay, imagine you're a founder with a paper worth of $100 Very million. Very illiquid. Yeah, exactly. And you have to pay 0.4% of that? That's four hundred. That's 000. every year. I mean, Founders you pay, don't have four hundred thousand. You, you keep paying the same tax over and over, like you said from the from the graphic that we just showed. It's not like you normally when you pay income taxes, you pay income taxes on the income that you made for a year for that bracket. That's why you do taxes every year, and then you okay, you made a million dollars this year, or you made fifty thousand dollars this year, and you pay your proportion of social security taxes, Medicare, whatever, and income taxes for the salary that you had that year for your income. The following year, 
you pay on the new income, but you don't pay money or taxes on right. the income you it's already like pay It's like if taxes. the government there's, came to you there's now. There's no double taxation, basically. It's like if the government said to you now, we're going to have a savings tax, and whatever money in your savings account, we're going to tax that. And you say, what Over the fuck? and over and over. Right. I already paid money on this tax. This is what right. I have left after taxes. Right. So so you have all the risk. because They're, they're double they're dipping. Yeah. They're double dipping. The, you can't the, double dip, okay? Triple dipping. Or, but this is the thing. You were talking stocks. It's not just stocks. I mean, you can have a car collection. You could have, yeah, you could have, you can have an estate, art collection. Whatever. You can have real estate. You can have a, an investment in. I mean, most entrepreneurs have investments in ten different companies right. that they most, don't even control. Most people who are that wealthy, like to the that like if you're worth fifty million dollars and you're a real estate investor, you don't have fifty million in cash. Well, yeah, you don't. You, if you're worth fifty million as a real estate investor, you probably don't even have ten million in cash. You might have like uh, no. five million in cash, yeah. and the rest of your wealth is just in homes or whatever you own. Right. So, so, so now you got to sell those assets to pay your taxes. Right. Well, the one thing that I wanted to clarify is this: this tax applies to every income above thirty million dollars, which is basically for no for wealth. wealth, not income. I'm sorry. The the wealth tax is for every yeah. wealth assets or, or net worth above thirty million dollars, but you pay that all the time. Basically. And the craziest thing, too, is, by the way, we didn't mention this. It's retroactive. Right. For 10 years. So if you left California, if you lived in California and you left in 2012, fucking eight years ago, they're going to come and collect taxes from you. It faces out. But yes, even if now you say, shit, this is coming. Uh, imagine um, a person like uh, Elon Musk. I'm just giving you a, a very wealthy person that lives but in California. Let's say that that you know about this tax coming, and you say, you know what, fuck California, I'm gonna move out, and I'm gonna go to Austin. You know, a lot of people that we know are moving out of California to Texas or places where, by the way, don't have income. By the taxes. way, I have my plan. But well, one second, I'll, I'll give it to you. So, so, Remind so you move out plan. of California based on these things that are coming out. You say, you know what, I'm up to here with California, with all the shit going on. I'm just gonna move out and go to another state. Whatever you go, a lot of people pick Texas because it happens to have no state income taxes like Florida and some other places. So, so you move out there, but then guess what? California will come and says, yeah, but you lived in California for ten years or the last eight years or the last seven years. So we're still gonna be able to, or we're still going to be tracking you down to pay a portion of your net worth taxes to us because that's how you made your money when you were in California. So yeah, it phases out and those terms are being discussed right now, but for up to 10 years, they can go back and no matter where you live or where you move to, they can still come back to you. Well, not unless I, if I move to Costa Rica, you know, they can well, come uh, and get me. Yeah, well, you can change nationalities and all that stuff, but uh, uh, it's, it's totally crazy. Uh, what were you gonna say? Oh, I said the plan. Okay, you wanna live in California. But you want to deal with this insane shit. Okay. Well, I did my research. I looked it up. Oh, you're going to make it public now? Your uh, loophole is, thing? This is the plan. So, go put, make your residency in, like, Texas, right? There's no state income taxes there. Uh, they have higher property taxes. So, just get a small little dinky apartment so you don't pay a ton in property taxes. Okay? You can live. So... As far as you can live by California law up to nine months a year. In I thought it was six. I'll, hold nine? on. Nine months by law, technically, nine months a year in California and not be a resident. But it looks like from what my research showed, you don't want to be more than six months because you're more than six months. Then they're going to tell you, hey, 
either become a resident or get the fuck out. But six months is not bad. You know, you can live in California for six months a year. You can go in like two months, three, two month stints throughout the year. And the rest of the year you live in Texas or wherever, some low income state, low, low uh, or low state or no state income tax state. Um, and still live in California for like six months a year. And all you have to do. How do they? Uh, so hold on. But don't get a lease. Don't rent an apartment. Because if you get a lease, that's one of their criteria of if you have a lease here, you're a resident, okay? Long-term stay, Airbnb. That's the solution. Stay Airbnb, the long-term stays, they have big discounts. And if you're gonna stay for a really long time, you can get in contact with the Airbnb host, negotiate a custom price, and then get much bigger discounts than what, what you could probably get like, honestly, like 40% off whatever their listed price is. And then you basically live in California uh, yeah, without I mean, being a resident of California. And you can actually rent something without even going through Airbnb. I mean, there's a lot of independent... Uh, That's uh, tough. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of independent people that are not listed on Airbnb and then they rent their yeah, places. Yeah, but they have, to, you ha they have to report that income. That's the thing. So then uh, you're, they're going to want you to sign a contract, right? And then once you sign a lease, then you're a resident. So the key is not to sign a lease. The key is to do something like an Airbnb and then, you know, make a deal with the Airbnb host. Say, hey, I'll stay here for two months, three months at a time. Cut me a special deal. And then you do it, mm. you know? Okay. Yeah, well, either way. That's um, the plan, huh? Hmm? Uh, that works. Okay. Uh, we're going to discuss Airbnb briefly. But, uh, and if you really want, right? Because young people always either want to live in California or New York. Six months a year in California, six months a year in New York. Your residency is in Texas. You don't even have to ever be in Texas. There you go. But, but you don't I mean, pay the taxes of either of those places. Yeah, well, aside from that, as if that wasn't enough for California to be... Now, don't go spreading this because we need to keep it our secret, okay? Right. Good thing we only have about 10 listeners for this or yes. viewers. Or, um, but the other thing that California is so screwed up these days, I mean, obviously they have all these... Uh, fires that are going on now in the summer. I think I was reading the other day, actually this morning from the governor, Newsom. Uh, they said that California so far this year has had 6,754 wildfires. Okay. But what does that mean? Like, what is that relative to? What's the normal number? Well, basically he's comparing it. Last year, this time, at this time of the year, they had 4,000. So the wildfires have increased more than 50% compared what, to what counts years. as a wildfire? Most of the wildfires by, are created uh, like spontaneously. In this case... But if by, I like light a bush on fire, is that a wildfire? Well, it needs to be a wildfire. It needs to be something that is wild, that is spreading wildly out of control, basically. And it's usually created by lightning or some kind of... But, uh, but my point, wildfires are normal and healthy. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a wildfire. Not if it's wild. A controlled fire is... No, 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 no. I'm talking about... I mean, wildfires happen all the time. And, but the problem is when they start encroaching on cities. Well, yeah, that's what's so happening. So I think the number should be how much property damage is done by wildfires. Well, is this, that number it's not, it's not, yeah, everything, evacuations. I mean, Northern California right now, even you and I were actually in, in that area, in Sonoma and Napa Valley and all that stuff about three weeks ago, I think. Uh, well, that area has been like hit really, really hard. So they have evacuations, they have lots of property damage, they have uh, lots of pollution, fire departments are exhausted, then they have power blackouts right now uh, because the grid is totally exhausted and now they, they've lost a lot of um, 
in great power, so to speak. So they need to have control power blackouts that is affecting uh, uh, residents, hotels, hospitals. They have a lot of issues with that stuff. They've had them for like the last three to four years with all the big wildfires. I mean, last year, remember, it was the one in uh, last, was it last year, two years ago, the one in uh, There's one Malibu. in Malibu last year. Yeah, okay. So they never recover from that. And now they have all these wildfires going on that is, it's just becoming crazy because uh, they, they say global warming, whatever, but this in this case, it's all the lightning storms and everything that happened in the summer and the drought, which basically causes most of the uh, vegetation start to be extra dry. I thought the drought was over. It's not. I mean, you saw it. We saw it that uh, <laughs> I've gone to racetracks where you go off track and your car is sitting on dry, you know, weeds or Yeah, anything. but that doesn't mean you have a drought. You can have dry plants without having a drought. I thought the drought ended. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, bottom line is that they have more wildfires now than they've had ever before. So um, then, and then come the fall and the winter and all that stuff, they have mudslides, they have earthquakes, they have this. I mean, California, really, it's like, I don't understand... The, the the California dreaming that I said in the uh, in the uh, on the preview of the show when you say oh it's beautiful the beaches and all that stuff there's a lot of negativity about California I mean you see major cities the homeless situation there in California in major I'm not cities. talking about the government I think the California government is, is completely incompetent but I'm saying the forget about the government I'm saying the location and the weather the beautiful beaches and scene I mean. Uh, I think it's pro- for me because I'm not a big uh, I I like sunshine. Okay, I know some people prefer to live in cloudy, rainy places and be depressed. That's fine. That's not me. I like sunshine and cool weather. And California is probably the best place for that. Yeah, Florida has beaches, but it's humid as shit. You know, I mean, so yeah. And then once you go to like Oregon, Washington, up there, yeah, they have beaches, but it's fucking cold and rainy all the time. So California. Right. Now, I've told you my proposition before. The real solution to fix California's problems. Oh, the the uh, splitting or something you said. We need to break up Big <laughs> California. Forget the big banks. Big California needs to be broken up. We need to make it into two or three states, all separated, and make them compete. The reason California gets away with all their shit is because they own the most valuable land in the country, and there's nothing anybody can do about it, basically. It's the best land in the country, or some of the best land in the country, and they own all of it, basically. If you split it up, so you have like Northern, Central, and Southern California, and they have to compete, it'll be much better. I guarantee it, it'd be much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, all, all jokes aside, I mean, or I'm not sure if it's a joke, but- uh, I, I think it's, it's, it would never happen, but yeah. I think it would actually It'll work. never happen, exactly. But, because but, think but about it's, it. It's they sad. have a monopoly. They, the California government complains about tech monopolies. They, had, they have a geographic monopoly. But the sad thing is that, you know, California is one of the, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of the highest tourist destinations for the entire world. Right. I mean, Hollywood reason, is based though. there. Uh, tech, Silicon Valley in the north and everything. And, and then you have San Diego and the all the coastal cities and beaches and I mean it's just it's just it seems there's unreal. nowhere else in the country where you can drive for three hours straight along beach towns right I mean it has beautiful. such a beautiful that's what I'm saying allure for for tourists for residents for everybody that I don't know what's happened lately in the last I said maybe 10 years it's become completely fucked up I don't know I don't know why I mean it's like the state is in constant bankrupt or semi close to bankrupt state. 
status and and they keep increasing taxes and now and they're, they're taxing the more and they're taxing more stuff and it's like they're, more people are more people are living most people know this california is so rich by gdp that i think they if they were their own country i think they would be the ninth uh highest yeah. gdp in the yeah, world no, i think absolutely. it's ninth yeah it's, it, it bigger than like italy bigger than spain um, a lot of countries. Yes, but at like, the same time, it's crazy. They're broke all the time. No, I know. And they have all this, all this, and they have one of the highest per capita income, specifically in the major cities. They have some of the highest um, income in by county, like obviously Orange County and and, and some of the northern and by the bay. Uh, but they're always broke, and uh, you don't see anything getting better. I mean, since we. We live in Arizona, and we, we basically go to California fairly frequently, and I don't see things getting better. You go to San Francisco. No, San Francisco, definitely not. San Francisco, it's really sad. It's sad. I mean, the homelessness problem there, I don't know how it cannot be solved, but the fact that you're in a major street tourism area destination and you have people laying down the streets and nobody's doing anything about it, I mean, I don't understand it. And in California, in Los Angeles and stuff, it's the same thing. You have great neighborhoods, and then you have an overpass where it's like tent city. Not even tent city, it's like sleeping back city. You have homeless people just camping there. And the city does anything about it. Not only that, they actually say, hey, here's a poor job, so at least you go well, to the bathroom. one thing is about from homeless people, but... Because and, and, I, obviously, I have tremendous sympathy. But a different thing but is... But it's not about sympathy. Le- letting them do crimes and, like... Smoke crack in the streets yeah, totally and do heroin up. wide out in broad Listen, daylight. Like, like there there is a video of a Walgreens in San Francisco that was totally looted and empty from, and basically the police just would not enforce, and the Walgreens had to shut down. Walgreens basically said we're shutting down the store because we're getting shoplifted every day, and half the shelves were empty in the store, and they said the police won't do anything about it. So Listen, they shut down the store. You go That's to crazy. Hollywood Boulevard with all the famous stars and everything. You go there anytime, really. I mean, in the morning, it's like dead empty. But you go in the afternoon, evenings, and you see all these people that are like sitting down on the street with signs to give them money. I mean, there's signs that actually, I actually took pictures last year, I think it was, with homeless people saying, uh, please uh, donate. I mean, some people say, I'm a war veteran, this and that, obviously. And some other guys just say, Hey, um, I don't want to lie to you. Please pay me something for my drugs. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, they even tell you there. It's like, you know, you 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 give them a sandwich. They don't want it. They just want money. So get more drugs. And that thing needs to be solved. I don't understand how these governors and all the stuff just look the other way. Police just goes looks the other way. I mean, and they're sitting there in a public. I mean, it's, tourist it's, destination. It's a mental health issue. It know, is ultimately. a mental health issue. And of they course. need help. But nobody's helping them. Exactly. That's, That's the, the point. Everybody needs help, whether it's financial help, shelter, mental health, whatever. But it'll be put all the money. If you're collecting so much money, put them in a residence of some sort that you can take care of them, have psychologists help them, or divide them into different categories. I mean, it just cannot keep growing that way and people ignoring it, you know. And and in the meantime, they say. You know, when it comes to taxes, and we are talking this before, I don't mind. I mean, taxes, yes, the government doesn't you know, sell the, shit. You know, the funny thing is... The government is, funding is only through taxes. The funny thing and, is, And, and you want to live in a nice city, it's like a gated community. Okay, you live in a gated community, you're going to pay more. 
um, uh, home ownership fees or uh, residence fees, whatever. But you see that they, 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 the landscape is perfectly manicured, that they take care of these things, something breaks, they, break, they fix it right away. It's the same thing for the cities, for the states, for the governments, for the federal government. You pay taxes and you see your taxes to work and they've built highways and all that stuff. But when you, when you go to California and you see all these taxes being raised over and over again and taxes go up, well, that's what I was going to say. Down. So the funny thing is, I, as much as I say California's taxes are high, which they are relative to other states, like for me, I've said before, I would rather pay more to my local taxes than to the federal government. Because like this year when I paid my taxes, uh, basically seven out of the $8, seven out of every $8 I paid in taxes this year went to the federal government. Only one out of eight went to my local government, in this case, Arizona. Uh, I would rather pay more here. Like if you told me what I rather, what would the split be? I'd rather be like 50-50 or something, you know? So I don't mind paying local taxes. But in the case of California, the problem is California has the biggest budget by far of any state. They have so much money because they have so many rich people there. I mean, mm. California is just the richest state. They make so much money, but... It's poor governance. The answer for California's problems is not more money to the government. It's more competency. And unfortunately, as is always the case with government, they, everybody always just says, oh, we need more money, more money, more money. But that's not the answer. That's no. not. In some cases, more money is the answer. But in most cases, when it comes to the government, it's competency and efficiency that needs to be improved, not more money. If you just give, it's no different than like if if I have a hedge fund and you give me money and every year I'm losing money and I say, yeah, but I just need more money because then I can hire more researchers and analysts and then we'll be successful. And okay, you say, so instead I'm gonna raise my fees a bit and then you're gonna pay me more money. And you say, okay, fine, fine, fine. But after five years of the same thing, well, yeah. you would say, you know what, David? I'm not giving you money for your That's why I understand what people are. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people that are moving out of California. I'm not talking, you know, the people that you see in the news, like the wealthy people or famous people or whatever. I no, know just everyday Californians. Yeah, everyday Californians. They get fed up. They have jobs and they just get fed up and say, you know what? It's just so inconvenient to I don't here. think I can I, go do my of job. All the people in places. California I've talked to on both sides, it's not even a, it's not even a left right thing. I don't think I've met anybody who is like, oh, I'm a big fan of Gavin Newsom. Literally. Yeah, but like, it's, like yeah. on both sides, I don't think anybody likes him, you know? Right. No, no. I mean, I mean, even, even I don't want to get into the COVID situation, but aside from that, I mean, one of the attractions that California has, one of the many is obviously the beautiful beaches stuff. And then they tell you that the beaches are closed, social distancing, all the stuff. You can only go to exercise, but you can all lay down in the sun. I mean, there's tons of incongruencies there that are, that I, I, they just don't make any sense. But I, I mean, it's not even a, I don't wanna get into this governor or the other governor, it's just, it's just the state in itself. It's just, uh, it's sad, it's sad, it's, it's disappointing. So like you said, I mean, everything that is going on there is just negative issues, like like the Uber and Lyft that we just talked, the the, the, the fires, the muslies, this and nothing gets solved or anything, so bless you. Uh, all right, so um, next topic, speaking of your Airbnb solution, uh, Airbnb um, filed for IPO. It was a confidential filing, which I guess it means that they don't have to disclose um, financials or how many shares they will put out 
um, for the public, but there's like preliminary filing with the um, SEC. How does that work? How can they not say the shares? Well, at this point. Uh, but eventually they will have to. Eventually they will have okay. to. I'm yeah, not sure. Okay. I mean, I'm not, exa- I'm not exactly sure how that works. But at this point, what they're doing is doing like a initial filing with the SEC, where at this point they don't have to uh, disclose financials and disclose how many shares they will sell. Um, but the filing is there, meaning that that's their intent. I'm sure they've got t- typical tour and everything, but the bottom line is that um, Airbnb was the hottest IPO that was planned for, I think it was for this year, for 2020. Yeah. And then uh, when COVID happened... They were supposed to go public last year and they didn't. And then they said they're going to do it this year. And that was a bad decision because COVID yeah. screwed them. Yeah, so yeah, they were, they were valued as much as... 36, 38 billion dollars back in 2017. I think it's the last round where they were evaluated that money. And then this year, as of April, which is the last round of um, they issue some debt and everything else to, to basically overcome this crisis. And now they're valued at 18 billion. So they lost about 50% of the valuation compared to. You know, and they go public at 18 billion. I think that's a very reasonable that's price. That's a very. I would invest at 18 billion. Yes. This is not investment advice, but I might buy shares if that's what they're going public at. I mean, we were talking, I never talk, I mean, I don't want to deviate too much from this, but yeah, I think I think Airbnb has a lot of, it's funny because- Airbnb was profitable. They're not like Uber where they were no, losing they money. Were, now, they this were, year is different because of COVID, They whatever. were pretty profitable but before. before they were profitable. And even now with, with uh, remember that you and I were talking about when we're saying about going to hotels and all that stuff, and I don't feel safe, you know, with the COVID and all that. And I've been to hotels actually. I see all these things that they say, oh, we're COVID conscious and blah i mean i didn't see any difference other than it's much more inconvenient because nobody's taking care of you at the front desk they have all these shields you have to do everything online but then once you get to your room the room looks exactly the same there's nothing specific in the room that is different than pre-covid and then you cannot go to any restaurant in the hotel they're mostly closed so you have to go somewhere else so really the hotel life has become more of an inconvenience for me at this point resorts maybe a little different but the typical hotel like you go to an urban hotel I don't know. Maybe now it's I better, but I was always, there. Unless it's a, like a just a quick one or two day stay, anything that's more than like, like if, even if it's like three, four plus days, I always prefer Airbnb now. Right, and Airbnb, yeah, because they you rent. Supposedly, you can go rent obviously your whole place, the whole apartment, the whole house, condominium, whatever, and then um, you are there for you could like four, five, six days. I think it's yours. It's like your home away from home. I mean, you clean just, up your things and all hotels, that stuff. Hotels are so expensive. I mean, honestly. They are. They're so expensive. And uh, for what? Like, I honestly don't give a shit about a maid cleaning my room. Like, that. I don't need that for the two days that I'm there. There's a lot and of surcharges from hotels that are They charge you so much money deal. for little things. You, you see a rate advertised, and then you have the uh, convenience fee, and the resort fee, and the other fee, and the parking now, fee, and all that stuff. Airbnb does that shit, too. They do. That's not very Well, fun. they do, but it's more... Most of the time, whenever you see an Airbnb price, like if you see, oh, it's 100 a night, it's going to end up being like 140 No, but they tell you... They, they, I mean, when you see when you pay, and you do your thing, you see the whole fur there, obviously, you see the... Uh, the um, cleaning fee or sometimes they're waived and then they give you the long-term stay or whatever. So they, they have a similar pricing model. And now the states are also trying to get their own taxes and all that stuff on that. But the, the bottom line is that Airbnb has become a little more successful as far as attracting guests back into traveling because they, first of all, the rural areas that have Airbnb locations, 
grew exponentially because now all of a sudden everybody wanted to get away from the city and be more isolated, you know, from COVID. So they went to locations that normally were not so populated, you know, so they were to like uh, rural or, or smaller locations, smaller cities outside of the major metro areas. So those grew and then now Airbnb is cashing in on basically selling people the entire, you know, uh, experience and everything or basically going to an apartment where you get the whole thing it's like okay well it's just as safe as your house once it's totally clean before you get in and then obviously the virus doesn't transmit so much when it's they have space in between bookings so you have a one day off or whatever so if there's a virus it'll die or whatever and then once you go in it's on your own uh, uh discretion to be basically um uh, taking care of contagions and cleaning and all that stuff. So it's, it's much more, it seems safer that you control more than having a maid that is going to touch everything in your room every day and you don't know where that's coming from. Uh, so anyways, but they're hopefully going public. I think 18 billion, if that's the evaluation, obviously we don't know yet, but that's a good valuation. We were talking about uh, TikTok last, uh, last couple of weeks, I think. Maybe Microsoft buying it for what, 50... It was 30. It was 30, and they set up as much as possible, 50. Now Oracle is uh, apparently uh, bidding for it too. But when you put in perspective what Microsoft is playing for a social media platform um, versus... Yeah, but... I, I know it's completely different, but then you see a company going public like Airbnb that was profitable before, and they have, they have presence and more rooms than all other hotel chains combined as far as members, you know. And now they're buying... Booking agents, uh, booking uh, engines, they're buying um, hotel chains, so they're basically allowing hotel chains to um, be part of their uh, system as well, or their reservations, if they are unique boutiques and so forth. I think it has a great future. I, I think I'm also, you know, I'll be okay investing if if that was the case. Obviously, we'll see what the actual price per shares are, but uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that Airbnb has the courage you know to say hey we're still going forward we're gonna go public yeah well and, I, mean, uh, I think a lot yeah. of the i just think you know a lot of the people that have been working there for a long time are ready to you know cash out now right. maybe they sold secondary i don't know probably i'm sure a lot of them did but but uh it's time for the payday there's no reason for a company that big to not be public at this point um i think they're ready you know, and it gives yeah. them more leverage for acquisitions and stuff too. It's much easier to make acquisitions when you're public. When you're private, that's one of the disadvantages of being private is that M and A is much harder. Yes, and and primarily it's also uh, and uh, fundraising. Uh, exactly. But exactly. in Airbnb's case, the reason was because they had so much funding, they didn't need the fundraising. But well, they do now. I mean, they were issuing that to to basically overcome all the expenses from from uh, the the. COVID situation, the pandemic. I mean, obviously hotels and all that stuff. And Marriott just declared, I think it was last week, the first loss in, I think it was nine years as far as quarterly revenue. So that's a big hotel chain that has properties all over the world. So Airbnb obviously went through their own struggles, but they were private, so they kind of flew under the radar. But now I'll, I, I, the next way to raise cash is by going public. And uh, But yeah, like you said, I mean, it's something that was planned already. And then obviously I think IPOs this year decreased like, nosedived but uh this is the major company that is going public and i'll be curious to see when it does they say that they still want to do it this year so um we'll have about four months left and it's going to be um, interesting to see what the final share price comes up or how many issues how many shares are issued for the ipo and all that stuff so all right so that's pretty much everything um we have for today any other comments that you'd like to add or anything no i think that's it
Any um, soccer games you're gonna watch this week? Um, uh, you know the uh, got trashed. Yeah, I always like Barcelona. to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Barcelona fan, and I'm happy that uh, money doesn't buy scores, and they got trashed by uh, Bayern Munich, eight uh, two, I think it was a score with including Messi and all the Barcelona stars. So Messi they they score. fire the coach, which is something that happens always first, and then we'll have to figure out what the rest is. No, but you know what, the uh, the Champions um, League final is this weekend. I think it's Sunday. Who's in it? Uh, which is basically Bayern. PSG for the first time and Bayern Munich. Yeah, Bayern's gonna win it. Uh, PSG obviously has Neymar. PSG obviously. hasn't looked good though. Well, PSG bought. They were uh, barely beating teams like bad. Uh, teams. They they uh, they beat um, Leipzig. The guys that beat um, Atletico. But what was the score? Pretty good. Uh, I think it was three nothing or three okay. one or they something. They beat Lyon two one or something. Yeah. Fuck Lyon is not even good. But anyway, so uh, the good thing is that PSG back in the days they they acquired Neymar and they had Addison Cavani and all no, that stuff. No, I know. Back they, in the it's the, it's so they spent all this money. Power. It's owned by by this uh, rich. Um, Arab guy, Arab guy. Yeah. and uh, so he basically put a lot of money into a team got all the best players basically went to like almost the Barcelona route and they took Neymar from Barcelona and all these big stars and they never they never capitalized on on doing anything yeah, not even getting to a Pogba final so, and all these young guys so yeah. this is the first final they're gonna go to but it'll be a nice a nice final I mean Bayern Munich is always being a, a strong team and they had a rebuild period and now they're back to being strong and they're very strong and then I think that Bayern uh, they they Bayern Munich is going to be the uh, the favorite, but I think PSG is a good rival. If you so, could choose to have one guy for the next five years, would you rather have Neymar or Pogba? One guy? Uh, I don't really know if I like any of those two. Really? I've never been a fan of Neymar's. I think uh, Pogba. Pogba is good, but he is also very temperamental, in my opinion. And, and Neymar... I think Pogba, once Messi is gone... In a few years, he's gonna be the best player in the world. Yeah, I like Dembélé's. I like um, I, I like some other guys too. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. Messi is at the tail end of his career too, so we'll see. Uh, but it's funny because, like Ronaldo went went to uh, Juventus and they done nothing. I mean, I mean, yeah, they win leagues and stuff, but uh, that's not the main goal. I mean, they wanted to be won Champions Leagues, you know. Yeah. But the other main event this weekend too is um, is the um, Indianapolis 500. So normally, as everybody knows, it's Memorial Day weekend. This year was postponed, and now it's finally happening this 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 Sunday. Are it's they going to do NF1? Are they going to still do Monaco this year or no? No, Monaco was canceled. But they're not going to do it. No, no, no. Monaco. Well, most of Monaco. the uh, yeah, Monaco was impossible. To normally, schedule. Monaco is the same day as Indianapolis. Yes, it's Memorial Day weekend Sunday. Yeah, exactly. It's way early in the morning for us. But then, um, no, Monaco this, from the beginning. Monaco is very hard to to schedule because I it's in the middle of the I city. I just was wondering if they would. and and if they have that week blocked for F one because they shut down the city basically. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And they from the beginning said. We're done. We're not going to reschedule for They're later. They're only doing track tracks. They're not doing any right. street tracks. It's not like you have a track in the middle of nowhere and then people go or not go or whatever or no spectators or whatever. Monaco is Yeah, like, I guess you couldn't even have a bubble because you're just right, in the city. Right, yeah. exactly. It's the middle of the city, so you can't really have it. So, no, it was shut out. So, no, I, I don't think uh, Formula One specifically is going to come to the U.S. Are or they to the Americas. No, they are off this weekend, and then they go to a traditional European racetracks. Like uh, they go to Spa first in Belgium, and then they go to Monza, and then they have all these Italian Spa's and Portuguese. Favorite, right? Is one of them? Yeah, it's a fast track. Yeah, very good. That, uh, but is, no, uh, this is weekend. Is that on I'm, your bucket list to uh, drive at Spa? Drive? <sighs> Just 
do a lap around Spa? I love to. Yeah, I love to drive Spa and the Nurburgring. The do North they let Street. average Joe monkeys just drive around Spa? They they have open track days. Most of the tracks they have that kind of thing where you go club racing or open track and things like that. So I mean, the racetracks are not usually just close to big wicks. I mean they. They need to be open 365 days a year, and they need to make money. So they have club racing. It's the same thing here. I mean, I, you can go to, I go to Coda all the time. I go to Laguna Seca. I go to uh, Infineon, not Infineon anymore. It's called Sears Point. Uh, but most of the tracks, it doesn't matter what category track. I mean, yeah, when they have many events, they're closed for the many right, events. But, but you can go race with other events and, and spend a day at the track, and it's great. You know. So, yeah, in Europe, it's the same thing. I've been as a spectator um, to many of those See, tracks. the nice thing is if you move to Austin... <laughs> then you just have Coda, Circuit of the Americas, right in your backyard. I know. I love that racetrack. I'm my best buddy. That's probably uh, your b- biggest perk of living in Austin. Yes. Because now, fact, whenever you want to go there, it's like a that's why that's trip. why that's why I want you to move there because then yeah. I will rent <laughs> you're gonna, your garage. You're gonna sleep <laughs> on my uh, spare bedroom. No, I'm, the better one is sleeping, I don't care, because I usually stay at the track. But I want to rent your garage, so I don't have to move all this shit from here to Coda. I can just leave it there. And then just take it to well, a track. my garage doesn't come cheap, okay? Well, it's definitely cheaper than moving the whole stuff over there. So, all right. Well, let's keep dreaming. California, please don't make everybody's I'm life gonna so I'm going to make a difficult. song called uh, Texas Dreaming, and uh, everybody's going to want to live in Texas now. I think we're going to make a song that is going to be Airbnb California instead of Hotel California. I'm going to call the Eagles and uh, who, the ones that are still alive and say, can you please make one song that is as famous as Hotel California, which, by the way, is still my, my favorite song of all times, and make it Airbnb California. Welcome to Airbnb California. Yeah, <laughs> that, that really same. flows. Yeah, well, I, I suck as a singer. So, um, All right, guys, well, that's all we have for today. Thank you for um, sticking with us. You are listening all the way to the end. Congratulations, and uh, if not, you're missing the you best part. you wasted an hour of your time. Uh, yeah, we, the punchline is always at the end, and uh, you have a joke of the day? No? No. No, I don't. <laughs> That's good. All right, guys, we'll, we'll see you next weekend. In the meantime... I think the joke of the day is um, California's government. Yeah, that's the joke of the decade. That's the joke of the decade. <laughs> that's the joke. That's of the, the joke of the day every day. Yeah, that's the joke of the decade. Hopefully, we have good things to say about our dear neighbors. If not, I'm gonna get a big hacksaw and cut the state line between Arizona and California. We'll have a beach. Who the fuck needs California anymore? I mean, if the if the big earthquake does come. Yeah. I mean, think about the problem. Well, I moved values. to Arizona thinking it was going to happen. Think about how much more valuable your home would be. I know. I thought if I was, all of a sudden the beach popped I up. Told, I told friends that I was, coming, I was buying a beachfront property, and they said, what are you talking about? You're in the middle of the desert. I said, just wait. Just wait. 20 years later, I'm still waiting, and it's like I still don't have a beachfront property. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Um, we'll see you next week. Thanks, David, and um, be back soon. Enjoy the weekend. Bye.